Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 464, where Drew and myself will talk about comics originally coming out July 11th, 2018, before Drew and myself get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday. Drew, we got a whole co- bunch of stuff going on in the world of comics, and uh, let's talk about it. Yeah, um, Wade Ledden send us, sent us this about the... 15th anniversary of Walking Dead uh, blind variants that they're doing. They're doing a series of these. And he says, howdy guys, were these ever talked about? I just randomly saw them on the interwebs today. They appear to be on the July 9th FOC. Be time to er- to email old Eric with a C at Carol Bunga with a K to get number, <laughs> number one and one number 100 for sure. I don't remember much about the specific issues for the other 13. Keep up the work, Wade. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, so one's pretty obvious. Uh, it's the first issue. Number 19 is my go-to. I don't... Yeah, 19 is um, Michonne, first Michonne. Well, it's... Do you have the artist? I, I, I got... I just... We recently got the artist on these. Yeah, it's you, J. Scott Campbell. J. Scott Campbell. Um, let's see, number one is, let me go back David up. Finch. Uh, yeah, David Finch. We've got, uh, number 100, first Negan will be Heron doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma Rios is doing 108, that's the Ezekiel, Ezekiel has a, has a tiger, um, cover. Yep. 127 is, uh, the time jump episode or issue yeah that's Fir- your you're four years ahead or two years ahead whatever it was and first magna and that's mateo scalera um we've got uh 132 which is hmm alpha maybe uh ashley wood is doing the cover uh i'm not 100 percent on that one 138 is that's uh, that's Alpha, I think. I think that's first Alpha, and that does who's that's top secret cover artist. Um, so that's interesting. Top se- on what what issue? One thirty eight. Oh yeah, I don't have that one with the artist listed. Yeah. Uh, Sana Takeda is doing one sixty seven, and that's where Andrea dies, I think. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, 177, Jen Bartel. That's First Princess. Mm-hmm. Um, 19, of course, you said was J. Scott Campbell, and that's First Michonne. Uh, number two is just... Uh, is that First Glenn? That sounds right. First Glenn, and that's Chris Samney doing that cover. Uh, 27 is The Governor. Mm-hmm. And uh, Declan Shalvey is yep. doing is doing that one. Uh, we have forty-eight. Is twenty-seven governor? Yeah, it's yep. governor. Uh, so forty-eight is uh, death of governor, I guess. Um, because that's the war between Woodbury and the prison comes to a life-shattering conclusion. Yeah, all-out war. Um, and may, it might yeah. is that death death of the governor or maybe death of um, his his wife. 
Yeah, Death of Governor Laurie and Herschel. And the baby. Yeah. Judith died in that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then 53, that was Chris Berman. F- 53, I got an error. Um, so I'm not able to see that one. Uh, that is your Eugene, Abraham, and Rosita. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Um, let's see, number seven, also an error. Thanks, Diamond, you're doing great. <laughs> so I'm not sure what number seven was. That's the beginning of the second arc, and Johnson is doing that variant. Do you have that detail? Walking Dead 7, Tyrese, Julie, and Chris. Okay, first Tyrese. Um, but I don't know who the Johnson is off the top of my head. Um, let's see, we've got effing previews world, man. <laughs> we may not be doing a sneak tonight <coughs> if it's this messed up. Um, so 92, 98. Um, 92 is Walker. 98. Jesus. 92 is Jesus. 92 is Jesus. 98 is I don't know who. Um, 98 is Negan. Is, uh, no, not Negan, but uh, Dwight. Dwight. And, and the death of Abraham. And that's Wes Craig doing that one. Um, so uh, I'm getting at least one of all of these to mm-hmm. have them. I'm doubling and sometimes tripling up on a couple of them that are kind of intriguing to me. Uh, I think these are going to be um, low print runs. I know Walking Dead's cooling down, but I, I can't stop myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm still into these. Uh, you think the J. Scott Campbell is going to be the the cool one? I think it's going to be Purdy. So who do you think the, who do you think the mystery person is? Just Adler? Yeah, yeah, probably. Or Tony Moore? Something like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so there's 15 of them, and, and if you don't pre-order <coughs> them. And, and get a discount. These, they're gonna, you know, that's that's a lot of money. And these are poly bagged. Yep. You have a fifty percent chance of getting a collar cover. You have a twenty five percent chance of getting a collar virgin cover. You have a fifteen percent chance of getting a black and white cover. You have a ten percent chance of getting a black and white virgin cover. On all of these. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So there's four options for each one as well. So. Hmm. Going deep might be a thing, also, or you may just want to go ham on your favorite one, like nineteen J. Scott Campbell. Get ten of them and hope you can pull that black and white virgin. And there okay. you go. Okay, so let's say you got multiples. Are mm-hmm. you? Do you? And they're hot. You open them. You it, have to open them. What if they're hot and selling? Do you sell it polybagged with the and, and charge the premium for unopen it? I think I think you're you're I think you're remembering what happened with the uh, the big blind box for 250 that we missed missed out on. Mm-hmm. The thing to do was open it and sell the super rares. Same thing here. That's cool. That is cool. So lots of fun stuff there. Decisions to be made. Um, yeah, check check your FOC. Check your local comic shop. Um, to order those, uh, 
maybe invest yeah, multiples you, yeah. if you can, right? Yeah, make your decision right now because nobody's going to have these because they're FOC only. They weren't through a previews. Shops are starting to not reach on Walking Dead. Shops are starting to not get variants on Walking Dead. If you want these, you have to order these. You have to get on these, I'd imagine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's cool stuff. Um, I'm, I'm excited about them. I just, I don't... I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm interested to see just how hot they are out of the gate, and I don't want to blow the chance that like I I blew it on the Power Rangers polybagged twenty five. Yeah. I mean, you you could sell those for twenty thirty bucks unopened, and not even have to worry about whether you got one of the rares or not in there. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't do it, so I don't know. It's a tough call, but yeah. So there you go, Wade. That's that's some of the information we have. Um, so hopefully that helps. And uh, yeah, make sure you get some of those coming in. It's kind of cool. Yeah, go ham on twenty seven, nineteen, and one hundred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolf Wolf has a, a few things to say. He said, "Ask Joe Henderson. I've been singing the praise of Skyward. Congrats on the Sony option." You know comics are fun and profit. And Kyle, 8581Kyle, I have to remind myself that I have impeccable taste. <laughs> I had a feeling this was special. Told you. We don't like... I have. I went in on Skyward. We don't, I got him. We don't like any braggarts, although we do it ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, don't forget first appearance of The Walking Ghost is in Immortal Hulk number two. Does that sound something that you care about kyle no the walking ghost is a horrible name okay <laughs> there we go um kyle no mention of death of the inhumans by kate's first appearance of new villain and should have had a and should have a smaller run than batman 50 cap america and cosmic ghost rider one i make it my pick of the week inhuman bias of course yes I have an anti-inhuman bias, so there is a ninety-seven percent chance I will miss anything that happens with the Inhumans, and so far, I haven't missed out on a lot with that philosophy. Well, the Black Bolt series was really good. Cool. Didn't make a ton of money. I mean, it didn't spike in price. No, but it was and a good. Nobody read. cared about what was it, Mosaic or whatever the one dude that no. was flash in the pan. Oh, Wolf, you're getting Wolf's ire up. Stop. Hey, yeah, stop. no, no. Big fan of Wolf made me lots of good, good, good money and decisions on some some Fantastic Four stuff uh, in uh, Moon Girl. So we're good. But <laughs> when it comes you know, to Inhumans, when it comes to Inhumans, I mean the fact that I've said no multiple times, I think I, I'm I'm way ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, and we have sad news. Uh, yeah. Steve Didko died at age 90. It's a good run, Steve. Legendary creator of Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and countless other comics has passed away at age 90. Um, Got to put him up on the rap Mount Rushmore of, uh, of, of all-time creators, historic creators, right? Up, him and Stan Similar Lee. to Bill Finger, that just people that don't get the credit they deserve as far as creating things and yeah. what we see on the page... Uh, coming out of their mind, you know these these darn writers get all the credit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this is a, a case where somebody's shaped the world of comics, but you know they weren't in a single Marvel movie. And um, you were really those those artistic renderings 
have held up. Yep. And, you know, they've, they've been tinkered uh, with. As- but, yeah, but, aside but, from the little webbing in the armpit for Spider-Man on that Amazing Fantasy 15. Yeah. Boom, Spock. Can you imagine having some of that original art? Man. Yeah. That would be cool. Uh, with the latest I Hate Fairyland, uh, issue 20, came out this week, uh, it ended. And Scotty Young has said, that's right, I just finished inking the last panel on the last page of I Hate Fairyland, number 20. What, I, what I've known for a while, but you just found out, was that's the last page of the series, at least for now. I know some of you are probably cursing my name right now, while some of you are saying it's about time. Either way, I knew it was time for me to bring Gert's story to an end for the time being. It seems you know like what? it's been around for longer than 20 issues, but... It does. But do you know what it makes me say? What? We're too busy cashing them Marvel Deadpool checks. <laughs> We're writing our Deadpool. We got no time for the, these little Fairyland books anymore. We got Marvel money rolling in. <laughs> got to got to focus. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. And now uh, for the big five hundred pound gorilla elephant <laughs> in the room, uh, <coughs> Batman fifty. Womp womp. Yeah, kind of, kind of a, a mishandled uh, ev- event what? book. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hype, a lot of build up. Uh, New York Times spoiled the the actual contents of Batman 50 with a headline um, ruined it for a lot of people you know almost a week before it came out right mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah uh, a lot of um, retailers were hearing went heavy on this book uh, and expected something. Uh, that that did not did not come to pass, and uh, feel rooked. Uh, list uh, readers feel rooked. Um, uh, I read it. I uh, thought it was okay. Um, I, I I I looked to Tom King's Twitter, and he said this: Batman Fifty is not the end. This is a one hundred issue story documenting and celebrating the love of Batman and Catwoman whatever happens whatever anyone says nothing is going to spoil that so um, what do you think about Batman 50's launch Uh, what do you think about how DC handled this what do you think about the outcry from the retailers what do you think about 100 issues of Will They or Won't They? Yeah, I think uh, DC did an awful job. I think spoiling it was a D-bag move. Um, I think I had very low expectations of it from the get-go because I am a contrarian by nature. Yes, you are. I think Tom King did the best he could to come out and be like, Yo! Um, I also think that 100, years of this gar- 100 issues of this garbage is not a good idea. Yeah, um, I love the moonlighting. This is a show back in the eighties, early nineties. That <laughs> <laughs> was Jeez. it was Bruce Willis and uh, somebody else. I can't remember. Um, it was before before Die Hard, I think. So it was like yeah. old school Bruce Willis, and it was always you know will they or won't they get together? And it was cool at first, the first season. 
or the second season and then it got old and you're just like I don't even care anymore I don't want to watch a stupid show because they wouldn't do anything that they ha he has the danger of, of that happening um, if it just gets if he just milks this and and why would we care why would we get fooled again right yeah yeah um, I mean I don't really want to spoil this but this thing has been so spoiled and it's been out a week so not quite a week it's been out this week so uh, I'm not gonna tell you exactly what happens but yeah read it it's it's worth reading so that that's my thing is it's worth reading it's worth picking up uh, you know lots lot of, of great art in it lots of great art lots of contributions lots of different takes on it really cool things still an issue worth having but Martin disappointment based on the fact that you're like oh Wow, the New York Times. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, because of the holiday, uh, FOC got delayed, so we don't have it yet. Um, so we're going to skip that part of our regular segment and probably go right into the sneak peek, unless you had something else, Kyle. No, but we can tell you, uh, FOC, uh, seek it out, because that's where you're going to get your Walking Deads from. Yes. Get to your, get to your uh, LCSs by Monday morning at noonish or whatnot i don't know if that's been extended i don't know if that gets pushed if you are in the market for these walking deads uh make sure you get on that other than that let's head on over to previewsworld.com click on new releases let's find july 11 2018 and drew let's start where previews world loves us to start let's start an image farmhand number one i just want to just jump right there okay Farmhand number one. Yep, you're right. Previews world is absolute garbage tonight. Nice. Well, um, that this is um, not Layman. This is is this Layman's new one or the guy from Chew? Yes. And it's about the uh, the the he farms human organs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read some of the preview pages. Looked really cool. Um. Uh, it looks like it looks to be a, a fun story, and I'm gonna give it a chance. I, I got a few of these coming, so I'm kind of excited about it. Yep. <coughs> yeah, uh, there's a, only one cover of it. No cover A, never cover B. But there, if you go on to eBay and stuff, there are multiple variant covers um, from Dimension X Comics. Um, there's one that was fairly inexpensive from uh, where was it? The Jesse James, the artist, comics some ebay exclusive stuff looks like some of them might even be connecting but i can't completely tell yeah uh so there's some neat stuff uh already out there as far as variant covers for that as well but i'm i think it looks pretty cool uh very interesting story and very intrigued by it yes uh we've got outpost zero number one i have no details on it and i've spaced on what it's about so i can't help you there um google it uh, and you can find out. I guess I could Google it right now, can't I? Mm-hmm. Might have to, because the a-holes... You know, I, I, I swear to God, I think vacation schedules play a huge role <laughs> in Diamond's <laughs> incompetence. Outpost Zero, number one, written by Sean Kelly McKeever, with art by Alexandre Tefenkiji and John Francois Bilou. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Outpost Zero, the smallest town in the universe. The people there 
work the land, go to fights every Friday night, and tuck their children into bed. But the outpost is no place for dreams or aspirations. To survive is ambitious enough as Aaliyah and her friends graduate to adulthood on a frozen world never meant to support human life. Something stirs. Something sees. Explore the mysteries and wonder of the frost in this oversized debut issue. I like oversized debut issue. I don't like four ninety nine. Uh-huh. You had me and you lost me. Yeah. Doesn't take much. You're so picky. To lose me? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fickle. You're a fickle guy. I, but I've been upfront about that. I, I, th- I you know, I'm upfront about that. Shouldn't that mean something? No, no. Oh, no. You should Never. be. You should be a waffler like me, <sighs> who, at, on the one hand, says don't spend five dollars and mm-hmm. sixty nine cents on a sex criminals variant and then makes it my pick of the week <laughs> later when it's too late to get the preview the the pre-order the yeah yeah <laughs> be that guy mm-hmm. rat queens number 10 i need to get back into rat queens just because i i, I went so crazy on it you were an early adopter long. for sure but they've broken my heart multiple times arg Anyways. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oblivion Song number five. Oblivion Song seems to be selling well. I haven't read other than issue one. Yeah, it's good. I like it. And, um, you know, I, I like I like Kirkman a lot, so I like all his stuff. This Kirkman guy might be something one day. Yeah, he's pretty good. All right, anything else from Image, sir? No, not really. Kind of slow, uh-huh. slow week from them. Eh, not bad. I mean, we have Black Science with a couple of nice little covers. You know, we got a couple of things. We've got, uh, what was the other one I was looking at? I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, nothing else. I thought there was something else. All right, let's see what Dark Horse has from us. Now, besides the final issue of the latest chapter of Resident Alien, number four, what I'm most excited about is She Could Fly, number one. Now, She Could Fly, why am I excited about it? For a couple of reasons. I like the premise, but I also like the showrunner a lot. Um, or the, the creator. The creator is the showrunner of AMC's Halt and Catch Fire, which was a great show. And I watched every episode of all four seasons. I think it was four seasons. Um, and the, 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 the guy who created that, Christopher Cantwell, is doing this. And so I'm very optimistic that his skill set's going to translate. Now, what is She Could Fly About? Uh, In Chicago, an unknown woman appears flying at speeds of 120 miles per hour and heights reaching 2,000 feet. Then she suddenly dies in a fiery explosion midair. No one knows who she was, how she flew, or why. Luna, a disturbed 15-year-old girl, becomes obsessed with learning everything about her while rumors and conspiracy theories roil. Will cracking the secrets of the flying woman's inner life lead to the liberation from her own troubled mind? I think this could be fun. It's, it's also part of Karen Berger's Burger Book imprint, uh, who was the longtime uh, runner of Vertigo. It's, it's 32 pages of story in theory. It's four ninety nine two. Kyle. Mm, five bucks. Come one on. of four. Nah. Man, after, after that hard pitch of mine... So the lady is flying through the air, and then she halts and catches fire. Gotcha. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so he, he's out of uh, he's out of ideas, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
it seems interesting. Um, four issues is an area premise. It doesn't seem like you're you're really uh, putting your full weight behind it. It's a pitch. You have, it, it, I know, exactly. It's pitch. It's a, it's a pilot, but that means it it could get optioned. Um, that it could be a series. That means it could blow up. So bye bye bye. I'm in. Are you? No. Five <laughs> bucks. You know I'm not in. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right. Anything else in Dark Horse? No. No. All right. IDW. Yeah, there's a new League of Extor- Extraordinary Gentlemen called The Tempest, number one. Um, I, I never was a big fan of that. I didn't like the movie. Didn't really get it. So um, not for me. I'm with you. Uh, I don't know anything about Transformers Unicron, so unless you do, can you help me with Unicron, what that is? I do know what Unicron is, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I think it's Planet, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. What is Unicron? I do love the Transformers stuff, but man, I, I can't do it. It's been too long. Yes. Too much out of the game. Unicron is a fictional character from the Transformers universe and Toyland Green, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, Unicron's the big guy they put together. Yeah. Like a Voltron type of guy? Yeah, yeah, most of them are. He's like the big guy. Yeah, that's right. I never had him. We never had the money for him. (laughs) So it was part of the cartoon series? Yeah, part of the 1986 animated film. Oh, okay, nice. Introduced in that, yeah. Forgive us, we're bouncing back and forth because Previews World is not telling us the things that we unfortunately need. Alright, let's see what DC has in the wake of Batman 50. Flash 50! Not nearly as sought after. Not as exciting. Uh, We do have the first um, issue of Superman number one. Um, Excuse me. This is um, written by Brian Michael Bendis, of course. With art by Joe Prado and Ivan Rice. And uh, I don't know if this is springing forth from the Man of Steel miniseries. I think mm-hmm. it is. Um, so the fallout from that will influence what this is about. I still haven't read that miniseries. And uh, do I have to, I guess, to get <laughs> get to this? And um, do I care about Superman anymore? I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence because I had such a fun time with the other one. So uh, okay. I'm not going in heavy. Uh, it, are all the variant covers independently orderable? For what? Superman 1? Yeah. There's a there's a, an Adam Hughes variant. There's a black and white variant. There's a Mac variant. There's a David Mac variant, yeah. What did I say? You said Adam Hughes, and then I, I think I just cut you off. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, I'm on DC's site, and they're not telling me anything about the other covers. So of Wonder Woman 50 or Flash 50, which will have the most uh, sales? F- Flash? I think Flash, yeah. Oh, we got Catwoman one, too. Mm, or no, that was an old one. Sorry, DC's site's not any easier to use. They keep going back. Never mind. Okay, there we go. But there is, um, I don't usually talk about 
trades and collected editions, but there is an Ex Machina complete series omnibus hardcover for a hundred and fifty bucks. Jeez. That would be all fifty issues, right? I would imagine. And so it's a complete series. Doesn't say volume one, so it must be all fifty issues crammed in there. Uh, I bet that's a beauty. So Yeah. It's a thousand pages or so. Jeez, yeah. Anything else in DC sticking out? Nothing else sticking out for me, unfortunately. Okay. All right, let's head on down to Marvel. Well, we got the first um, X-23. And I don't think this is... Is this Tom Taylor? Does he get to do this? No, this is not Tom Taylor. This is a Tanaka lady, maybe? Yeah. Let's see. Stop. Giving me spam. Uh, let's see, yeah, it's a four ninety nine book, <laughs> and I don't see the creative team Marvel. Why would you do that? <coughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, Mariko Tamaki, um, mm -hmm. with art by Juan Cabal. I'm less ex less enthused. I like the character a lot, uh, only because of Tom Taylor. I think. Yeah. And so, without Tom Taylor, I don't know if I care very much. I definitely care less. Yeah. The final issue of, of Star Wars Thrawn, which has been yeah. great. I love this mm -hmm. love this book a lot. Looking forward to reading that one. Of course, we have Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man number one. Yeah, are uh, excited? It's Nick Spencer's version, right? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm definitely in. I'm definitely. Uh, I was always an in-slot-we-trust kind of guy, even though uh, that, that that didn't always work for me, but it was still my mantra for some odd reason. Uh, so we shall see. Uh, it, uh, Slot did a great job. He ended yeah, his run very well. Yeah, super well. And so it's a tough act to follow. Um, I think he's kind of destined to fail at this. I mean, he's set up to fail um, because of the way Slot ended it and the long run and the fact that I, you know he still has baggage from cap, his cap run um, so I got a feeling it's not going to do well but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm rooting for it to do well Yeah, he, he has a, a nice humor that I know he can bring to the book and, and that's one of my favorite personality traits of Spider-Man so here's to hoping yeah yeah and it's hope and it's also in a situation where He's a spider bunk among half a dozen spider bunks, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But it's the it's the premier spider book, so it should be top 10, top 15 book mm -hmm. all the time. <coughs> this just in, Kyle's got a sickness. Yeah, I, I tend to always have that. Can you believe that? Sorry, I'm attempting to cough as far off as possible, but, um, whoops. We're all concerned about you. This is the intervention. Take take a vitamin. <laughs> it's not the vitamins, man. <laughs> it's three kids that just bring me all kinds of <laughs> illnesses constantly. <laughs> constantly got something. Germ-ridden children. This is wonderful to be sick in friggin' July. Okay, we've got four True Believer dollar issues. 
Uh, Fantastic Four Galactus Hungers, Hulk versus Thing, Two in One, and Doctor Doom. Are any of those some kind of? I wonder if any of those are some kind of uh, key issue that I've missed. I don't know, and I can't. Mm. I can't take a quick look <coughs> to see what it's reprinting. Eh, probably not. It might. It could be that. Could be that first Galactus. Is that possible? Wasn't that last week, I thought. I, I don't know, cause I get the FOCs and sneak peeks mixed up sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me just take a look at this one and see if this is the cover of um, forty-eight. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's the, the coming of Galactus one. Yeah, it's it's the coming of Galactus. Well, I don't know. This says Galactus hungers. No, that was the coming of Galactus. This one is uh, Galactus hungers, which does reprints what? Don't go to badass collectibles because they don't give you any details. Uh, previous world is down. I guess I don't. I don't have a good link for that. All right. Great podcasting. Moving on. <laughs> I'm done with Marvel. Unless you have something. No, nah, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. No. Immortal Hulk number one going to a second print. That's pretty cool. Yes. I was hoping that one would be successful. I heard good things about that book. <coughs> Do we know when X-Men Blue is no longer going to be? No, I think it it and Gold are ending at the same time, So, but I don't know when. All right, let's see what Dynamite has for us. I got nothing there. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, number one. Let's head out and see what boom we got. We got a five-issue miniseries um, called Ruin World. And uh, this is an all-ages um, by Derek Lofman. The debut issue yeah, of a writer artist <coughs> about uh, intrepid intrepid adventurers Pogo and Rex on a quest for fame and fortune. This guy did some of the Adventure Time comics. Gotcha. I think I'll wait and see on that one. Alright, let's see what we have in some of our smaller publishers at the end. Who's left? <laughs> got Aftershock. Yeah, no kidding. Aftershock and Black Mask down here and um I guess, you know, they they for single issue comics, uh, Lion Forge, um pulled some of them out though. They won't have them here anymore. Yeah. Uh one of the things that's coming out was is an Aftershock book called It Came Out on a Wednesday. That's Aftershock. Trying to find a link. Uh, or is that an alt? That's Alterna Comics. It's Alterna Comics. And who can give me a link that's not riddled with spam? <coughs> I'll try. 
you guys. Okay, so this is like an anthology, bi-monthly, ongoing, double-sized, and there comes the spam. <laughs> uh, anthology featuring the best and brightest creators. Each issue features stunning art, interviews, ongoing story. It's only $1.99. Um, it's cheap. Got a lot of different stories in it. Um, even if the only downside is, even if something is a hit, it's probably going to be a alterna comic that launches. And although I've been supporting them, I don't know that they've blown up in the secondary market yet. Um, not sure a lot of those things have um, been optioned or um, gotten any heat on them as of yet. I keep my fingers crossed, though. Um, so this could be like a Dark Horse Presents, where you get um, a first appearance of a character that gets its own series and becomes very popular, and um, there's a chance uh, for that to happen. So that's kind of cool. Drew, I'll let you Google little girl number one. I don't want that in my history. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... I don't know. I think I'll pass two. <laughs> Especially since we don't even know the publisher. Yeah. I'll try it. <laughs> so I'm lightning speed with the typing, <coughs> by the way. Oh, yeah? Uh, Devil's Due from Devil's Due First Comics. Uh, I haven't seen a lot from them. Um, this is uh, written by Pat Shand with art by Olivia Pelez. When a cursed stuffed animal is given to an unknowing victim, the spirit of Abby May, a vengeful little dead girl, lashes out blindly at the living. However, as Abby's bloodlust leads her back to those responsible for her death, she begins to piece together the truth about how she died and how she lived. This terrifying emotional powerhouse horror story from Marvel novelist and Destiny creator Pat Shand and artist Olivia Pelez Challenges every ghost story you've ever been told. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, we don't cover. we don't get a, well, since Squarriors. I don't <coughs> I don't talk about Devil's Due first very often. So interesting. Let me see what Metaphase is. Hmm. No, that's a. No. Oh. I'm just groaning. Yeah. I'm getting weird. That's an alterna. Ah. That is another alterna. So that's like a buck fifty probably. Uh, Ollie, a boy with Down syndrome, wants to have powers just like his superhero dad, but with congenital heart defects, his father has no intention of letting his son get in harm's way. Enter the Metamakers, a company run by an egomaniac that promises to give Ollie the superpowers he so desires, but at what cost? Written by Chip Reese, with art by Kelly Williams, and letters by Peter Semetti. New Way in You, W-A-Y number one, is Aspen Comics. In the future, technology continues to dominate every aspect of civilization, and nowhere is it more on display than the city of New Sheng, a vast metropolis 
where those with means live high amongst the lights and those without wallow in the shadows below. Cool. Uh, Midnight Task Force is a sci-fi cyberpunk comic created by Mark London in the year 2055. Detroit is a nightmare city plagued by violence and fueled by corruption. The story follows the most gifted detective in the city, Aidan McCormick, while he tries to solve the series of brutal murders that must remain hidden from the citizens of Detroit. But Aiden has secrets of his own, secrets from a dark past that he carries with him every day. Aiden suffers from schizophrenia, and if anyone were to find out, he would be forced to give up more than just his badge and gun. Will Aiden be able to put a stop to these murders while maintaining a grip on his own reality? Ooh. Sounds kind of cool. This is Mad mm. Mad Cave Comics. <coughs> did you talk about Relay number one? I did not. Relay number one is Aftershock. Or wait, no it's not. Let me see if that's right or not. Yep. Relay number one, Aftershock Comics, written by Zach Thompson with art by Andy Clark. A perfect future of intergalactic travel and community. Every newly discovered planet is unified culturally through a monolithic structure known as the Galactic Relay. Although the towering monument is meant to inspire conformity of ideas, technology, and progress, many resent the foreign structure. Jad Carter, a Relay employee, must keep the peace and act as an emissary to new civilizations but when he finds the relay's mythological creature Hank Donalds or mythological creator I'm sorry Hank Donaldson his idea of reality in the universe shatters I actually really liked this when I saw it in uh, the previews so this is one I'm actually high on and uh, you know spoiler alert I'm, I'm usually pretty high on Aftershock books yeah uh, yep. as well yep. I see Donnie Kate's name on top of the book as well also good. So this is one, yeah, because he's 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 also helping with the overall story arc. <coughs> Equal parts of the Fifth Element and Philip K. Dick is what it's being described as. So yeah, this is one I was very high on. Uh, kind of a neat take, and uh, it's got a few preview pages on the uh, first comics news is where I'm at now, and I like the way it looks. Very cool. Second issue of Tap Dance Killer is out. It also has a punchline variant, if you're so inclined. And the final issue of Wicked Righteous uh, from Alterna. That finishes up its six-issue story. I think that's about it. Stabity Bunny number six, Drew. Oh, Stabity Bunny number six. That has been fun. Yep, Scout's breakout hit for 2018. The shocking ending to issue five's lead the shocking ending to issue issue five leads directly into a giant size battle issue six yeah nice bring it on hey previews world's working now oh is it yep. you want to go back and start over <laughs> yeah uh, not all of them but just like the last three or four things i looked i looked at are actually working anything else to jump out on it's true nope all right, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I say, what is worth going into your LCS? We had a big week last Wednesday, Drew. We have a big week this week as well. But what is the book worth going to your LCS, picking up and saying, Drew told me I had to have this book? I'm torn. 
Um, they're both $5 books, so you're not going to read them. So, uh, uh, I think I'm going to go with She Could Fly, number one. She Could Fly, number one, from the creators of Halt and Catch Fire. I am going for Relay, number one. From Aftershock's comic, uh, the cover A. Cover B is nice too, but I like the cover A on that one. Yeah. Um, I will also tell you, um, pick up Spider-Man number one, flip through it. The art's going to be cool. See if the story's any good, maybe buy it too. It's going to be a big print run though on that. Yeah. Six bucks. How how big? I mean, we had four forty one for eight hundred. Oh, we're nowhere near that. <laughs> we're be, maybe two hundred. You think we'll even? I don't. I doubt we'll even. I doubt we we'll get that high. I think it'll go over a hundred thousand. But I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't I bet two hundred thousand. So maybe one. okay. Which one? Which one sells more? Superman number one, or Spider Man number one? Spider Man number one. I'll take Superman. Okay, just for fun. Okay, I like it. All right, Jerry. We want to thank you once again for going through the comics originally coming out July eleventh, two thousand and eighteen. Um, I want to invite each and every one of our listeners to free. Feel free to uh, send us a message on Facebooks or the Twitters or through our Gmail account. All this stuff can be found at comicsfunprofit.com. Uh, tell us if there's a book we missed here while we were scamming through uh, previews. World. Oh, Fr- Farman number one, too. I want that. Yeah, get that one, too. Don't, don't miss Farman number one. Sorry. Um, if there's something else we missed, make sure you let us know. Uh, if we're crazy for the ones we picked or paying $5 for a number one when we don't know much about it, um, make sure you let us know that kind of thing as well. So I want to thank you once again. So for Drew and for myself and my cold, see ya. <laughs>